What's going on? It's your boy, Just Prince, from the Balance Effect Podcast. And I'm here to talk to you about Anchor. Such a great app. First and foremost, it's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make in a podcast in just one place. Super dope. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And this is definitely Balance Effect approved. Hey, it's a celebration. Whole Leaf Gang in here. Lil Leaf out. Free game. God's plan. See a panel like a Panamera Till then, hit me catching at the apex The climax way bigger than the IMAX Oh Lord Big screen To make it hit, you taking hits to make you ball up But you say I was built for the road So the only thing that folds is the money that is Alright, what's going on? It's your boy Just Prince from the Balance Effect Podcast And this is part of this five-part docuseries on You know, uh, the Balance Effect Presents It's um since we're in Latin American Heritage Month, uh, I wanted to highlight some, you know, movers and shakers that are doing their thing, you know, just throughout the country, right? And it's funny because I was in this podcasting group on Facebook, and I stumbled upon these two lovely ladies and their dope podcasts. So the first thing that stood out to me was, you know, the acronym, right? Um, you know, uh, it, it, it was the same acronym as uh, the Bad Bunny's famous, famous album, you know, Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana. And I was just like, Yo, are they doing copyright infringement or something like that? Like, is, are they going to get some, are they going to, uh, uh, it's like Bad Bunny going to come after them? But no, then I clicked on it and it was like, Yo, hablo lo que me da la gana. And I yeah. was just like, wow, that was, it was just so catchy. It was dope. And then it was fun and refreshing because they're not even from New York. So yeah, I'm tired of talking to people from New York. They're from Cali. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just loved what they were talking about. It was just two young uh, Latina women just representing and talking about just real life shit. And it was so dope. So I'm here to present to you guys and feature uh, 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 Natasha and Lorena, uh, the two dope hosts from Yo Hablo Lo Que Me Da La Gana. Um, I appreciate you guys for coming in here today, man. Thank you. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thank you. No, I'm, 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 you don't understand. Like, I've been prepping for this for like a week <laughs> because I was like, yo, I don't want to have any hiccups, right? So um, just kind of introduce yourself to my audience. Um, talk about what, First of all, why a podcast and why now, right? Because you're Latin podcasters and yes. I've been bumping into a few, but not a lot. But you're the ones that stood out. So tell me why. Why a podcast? <laughs> um, so for us, well, first off, my name's Lorena and then Natasha. And okay. we're Yo Hablo Lo Que Me Da La Gana. Uh-huh. And we started a podcast. First off, because we failed on YouTube, honestly. We really did. <laughs> <laughs> we did the whole YouTube thing. We, I think we posted like... Four videos. Yeah. They're still on there. They're still on, like, I'm watch it if you want. <laughs> but so we, we weren't comfortable in front of a camera. At all. And you could notice that like right off the bat, that we were not comfortable at all. And we would always talk about in our conversations that we had, because we got some pretty good conversations. We would always talk about how we wish that it would be recorded. So uh, in June, like early June, uh, we were like, let's do it. Let's do a podcast. So we posted our first episode June 12th. 
Um, and it just felt really natural for us to be behind a mic. Like it was crazy. Our first episode that we uh, recorded, it was so smooth. Like us having the it was like, natural, it was like a conversation, yes, natural. and we could be ourselves. And that's what was very important for us to be able to fully be ourselves and not worry about how we look or like this and that, which were some of the concerns on being, you know, on camera. So it worked out for us. It was a great fit. And we just, we love it. We stuck with it and it's turning out pretty good. Right. Okay. So, so, so one thing I ask all my guests, right. And it's imperative that I ask you since you're Latinas doing your thing in the podcasting world, right? What is an entrepreneur and what does it look like? That's kind of like the theme of my podcast, just people getting out of that mold, right? So what do you think is an entrepreneur and what do you look like? Because you guys are on your way because I know podcasting is, is, it's a brand. You guys are a brand, right? So you're a business. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think is a podcast? What do you think as a podcast as a, is an entrepreneur? Your definition for that. As a podcaster being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just owning like you said our brand we have a brand so Mm -hmm. it's who we are no one can take it away from us and we can build from it what do you think I think um in terms of like physical characters just like anybody can be an entrepreneur yeah but I feel like there's like core like characteristics that you need to have like confidence like assertiveness um consistency being an innovator because I mean people are always looking for something new yeah so Mm -hmm. definitely trying and thinking of new things to come out with or new things to talk about um also like being ambitious I think is a really big one mm-hmm. um being self-motivated is a big one as well so, not yeah self-confidence I know we yes, talked about very, that one. not being afraid mm-hmm. to put something out there that might be controversial mm-hmm. yeah I know for I, us I, like go ahead no no I'm listening I'm listening yeah yeah for us like when we um like came up and was inspired to do to name our podcast Yo Gana. We like were very honed into like we want to be the authentic, most authentic that we can be. Yeah. That was as the most Latinos thing. are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We wanted yeah. to talk about whatever the fuck we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. We wanted mm-hmm. to say whatever we wanted to say. We didn't want to be hold back. We didn't want to be limited on anything. Hence the name. Right, 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 right. That's that's it's it's inspiring to see you guys doing your thing, and I agree with the entrepreneurship thing. Right, you wanna um, your definitions kind of like kind of coincide with mine in the sense that we're just looking to fill a void and mm-hmm. um, help, help at the same time, right? Because that's what entrepreneurs do, right? They fill that void like there's a necessity somewhere, right? And I feel like you guys are feeling it, right? Because I feel like there's there's no like really real dope connection between the younger de- generation, the older generation, right? When it comes to like just Latin American culture and then being living here. So that's, I feel like that's imperative that we as those individuals that live that kind of life are continuing to push, push a narrative on like the importance of understanding both sides and just coming together, camaraderie at the end of the day, right? That's the most Definitely important right. thing. Yeah. So- um, so I kind of want to go into your podcast, right? So, um, like I said, I've been tuning in, right? And I definitely like the fact, first of all, your first episode, you guys took like shots. And I was just like, I was <laughs> I like, mean, I mean, and it was funny. So I was like, I was like, you know what? So why don't we be in that you guys are my guests? Why don't we take a shot? I got my Henny here, right? And we just take a shot. Just take one quick shot and, we, and then, and then we'll be able to get the nerves going like some real Latino people and stuff like that, right? 
So I, right. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a swig of this, Henny. Salud. Yeah, liquid courage. So one of my one of the three episodes that I really well, I like I liked a lot of episodes, but one of the three that stand stood out to me were the one that pertained to my life. Right, you gotta put yourself <laughs> in a position of what the hosts are talking about, right? So one of the things that I, I I was looking at is first toxic friends, right? So I want you guys to talk about like how in today's society, especially with like, you know, social media and all that stuff, like how, you know, to weed out those toxic people that are in your life and how it is important that you weed them out because like you're never gonna get to that next level, never gonna succeed in life because you have all that toxicity in it. Yeah, you know, it's actually a very important topic. I feel like sometimes it's obvious who those toxic friends are, and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. And it may not be because you're so engaged and so, like, invested in this relationship with them. But you just need to distance yourself from these people because it's not good for your own health, you know? Right. For sure. We talk a lot about... the characteristics to look out and talk to the red flags oh yeah (laughs) so can you can you define to me like what some red flags may be like because i know with girls it's a little different than guys right so what are the oh yeah there's a lot more i feel like anytime that someone just doesn't have your best interest in heart who Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to listen you know Mm -hmm. like if like there's those type of people who just want to be heard but cannot listen so they want to like vent, they want to do this and that, and they expect you to listen and give advice. But when it's your turn to actually, you know, want to vent, they're not there or they don't give you what you deserve. That's right. a major red flag. Yeah, I think for me, like something I really talked about in the podcast that's like with me and my toxic friends, like um, <laughs> definitely I gave too much to mm-hmm. people and like I wasn't receiving anything in return yeah. so my right. table was always full and they was never bringing nothing to it you know it was all mm-hmm. me 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 you know yeah. so that's te- that's definitely a red flag is when you're constantly giving your time giving your effort and you're not seeing that in return Talk. Um, another one I feel like gossiping is always a big one like Ugh. they're talking shit behind your back cut them out all that drama it's unnecessary <laughs> really is right. Um, mm. another really big one. What's another one that we talked about? We talked about a lot. Um, I feel like a big one that we talked about um is like when other people get like a boyfriend, Ugh. and then they, they just <laughs> they assume, assume your friends or just disappear. <laughs> that was another big one for us. They get they get digmatized. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's over. Yeah, it's most over of it that. just it revolves around the fact that you give but you don't receive yeah, what you sure. deserve so if that's like the major major thing no you're right you're right i i, I agree with you guys 100 right but what about um so like you get you deal with toxic friends right what about toxic relationships right because like you get those memes like oh la toxica like you get those memes like just <laughs> like oh my god like like you know it's like oh um i'm gonna it's like i saw a meme the other day that like a girl she says i'm gonna call i'm gonna call my man private five times and then i'm gonna go to the room and be like whose fucking number is this or whatever oh like, my that's the next level that's like and i was just like wow oh like god. the toxic she was like yep and then at the end it said la toxica so what about toxic relationships like how do those impede on your success <laughs> You want to talk about this one? Because I've never been in a relationship before. I mean, uh, you know, there's like that playful 
I don't want to call it toxicity, but I guess you could like that playful toxicity that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, up there. And then there's the unhealthy kind where it's just, it's crazy to me how people in these relationships don't see it. Because I have friends and I look at their relationship and it's toxic, but they stay. (laughs) So it's just, I don't know, they really don't realize, like they're stuck in it, you know? And they're afraid to pull out of it for some reason. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I can tell you that I've been in my fair share of toxic relationships. And when you're in it, you don't know it's toxic when you're in it, right? And then be, it's like, it's almost like uh, when you're going through withdrawal, like if you were like an alcoholic or you did some type mm-hmm. of social abuse and you're just like, you, 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 your body feels like it needs that, right, to survive. So it's like mm-hmm. almost when you get into those toxic relationships, you really don't know. And then when you're out of it, it's hell to get out of it. But once you're out, you're out. And and those relationships really hindered my success, right? I, I felt like I could have gone way farther in life had I had, you know, listened to my mom. Oh, the hell loca. The hell loca. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, but she's so hot, mom. I don't want to leave her. Oh my god. But, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just like, you know, it's, but- it happens, right? Yeah, can I ask like at what point did you realize that it was toxic and not healthy for you? Um, I don't know. I, I it was it was uh, uh where did I start? It was the cheating and then uh the line oh, and then uh, okay. yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was bad, man. It was go. bad. It had to let it go, but it took me some time and then when I finally did, I just never looked back, you know? Good. Um and 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 trust me, my the trajectory has just been upwards ever since then you know what I mean and you know it it happens but it's growing pains right I guess we all some hot-blooded hard-headed people man that's what it is man that's just what it is so the the next episode that stood out to me which was crazy was um discrimination and stereotypes right Mm -hmm. so I can talk to you about my own stereotype when people see me I'm a six-foot black man they're like you're Spanish and I'm just like (laughs) I'm like, yeah, like, what does that mean? He was like, nah, speak to me in Spanish. I'd be like, no, like, why, did, why can't you just take it off at of face value? Like, I think my last name just explains it enough, right? But no, they always, t- they always like, you know, wanting to see more. So how do you feel like, what are like some discrimina- discrimination you have gone through or stereotypes that like you get as Hispanic women in podcasting or just women in general, right? Well, first of all, I mean, I, I look white. You know, yeah. I have a pale skin, I have blue eyes, and my hair is kind of like a light brown. So mm-hmm. I, people look at me and they don't see Latina, you know? So, but when I come out speaking Spanish, they're all shook. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, yeah. but at the same time, there is that stereotype of, oh, she's white, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it hasn't really, like, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, for okay. me, I, I always get like, I always get like, oh, are you Asian? Because I have small eyes. Mm-hmm. So they always like think that I'm Asian. I'm like, no, 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 I'm Hispanic. But mm-hmm. in terms of stereotypes, something that we're really big and we love to talk about is obviously machismo. Mm-hmm. And like the need that males feel to like have power over women, dominate, and um, to control them, I guess you would say, is something that we don't like that we talk about a lot in our podcast we express it i know Mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah so we wanted to ask you what you think about that about machismo machismo Mm -hmm. in in our community uh i think it's really bad like i think it's just something that's been uh i don't it's been like a a, a, like kind of like the sword the the sword thumb 
in the whole situation mm-hmm. as far as like Hispanic culture. Um, like for instance, um, I, I give you, I give you my own experience, right? My cousins, my girl cousins, right? They had to be in bed at a certain time, right? But I could go out and do whatever I want, right? Oh yeah, you're fine, right? Oh, oh, there's an expectation of like when a woman should get married versus when mm-hmm. a man should get married. Oh, tú te puedes casar cuando tú sientes que tú tienes tiempo. Pero like for a woman, yo, 25, y el novio. Like it's know, that right? stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's like the it's like the, the, the dynamic, right? That part. Um, then you also have to understand like um the just uh the social economic status, right? So classism and all that stuff, especially in Dominican Republic, I can tell you that like if you the man is usually the breadwinner and stuff like that, yeah. the mom stays at home, yeah. you know. Um, you know, it's it's it, it trust me, it's changed in recent years, but you still see that, right? Um yeah. we had a big problem in Dominican Republic with men um, you know, hitting women and um, you know, a lot of domestic violence, you know. Um, so that's the issue that's gonna that's plaguing the plaguing the Latino community. But I feel like if we, you know, us you know, we talk about it and we, you know, bring awareness to it and try to end those societal norms, so to yeah. speak. Well, yeah. I feel like they will, like that'll give us some some headway into that, some headway into that because I feel like it's just stupid at this point. If you look at statistically, more women are going to school, graduating, more women are entrepreneurs, right? Women take up, in this country, women take up at least 49 to 50% of the total workforce, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like now it's like everybody got to go to work. Right. So I feel like they have to even out the playing field. But Latino women still statistically still make way less than Latino men. Right. Women in general make significantly less than men. Right. So for every dollar a man makes, you guys make 84 cents, something like that. Right. So it's not equal. So I feel like it's just something across the board. But it plays our community so much because it's been a staple in it for so many freaking years, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like even embedded in the traditions in the Hispanic Latino communities. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sick. I mean, just the expectations and even the pressure that they give women, that they put on women. And it's like you either do it or like, you know. You're going to look bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, man. I I, I agree with you 100%, right? I just feel like that if we don't do something about it now, right, we change those way that way of thinking you know um it's just gonna get worse right because like you know the way these the way these women are doing themselves up now man it's gonna make it kind of hard now right like (laughs) it's just like i go to deal on time like damn like 10 years ago it wasn't like this but now it's like everywhere you know like uh you know all done up made up and i'm like like hey man just gonna have to deal with it well women are doing their thing (laughs) man you know um so yeah so the last one the last one that really stood out to me was like maybe you need to be single that mm-hmm. one was really, that one was really spicy, right? So, yeah, um, we love that I, one. Oh, I loved it too, right? Because it's just like, yo, I it, it pertained to me. It's pertained to like I was able to relate to it, um, just in my own, um, from my own experience, my own relationships, and you know, I feel like, you know, like I think it was Natasha that said it that you know, just being by myself, you know, just being by yourself and kind of like finding yourself in that period, learning how to just enjoy yourself and love yourself. I feel like that was just important. And like, you know, I just want you guys to talk more about that episode. It's, it kind of really stood out to me. Yeah, for me, like, like I said, like I've been single all my life. I haven't been in a serious relationship at all. So for me, mm-hmm. I love this episode because I wanted to break the stereotype that you need somebody else to be enough. I right. absolutely hate when like people are like coming at you and be like, oh, where's your boyfriend at? Like, oh, you 
Like, I don't need somebody else to complete me. You know, right. I think, um, obviously, what needs to be embedded in a bunch of people's minds is that, like, you're enough on your own. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. don't need, you do not need somebody else. And for me, like, being so many years single, I'm not that old, but hey, <laughs> um, I, I got to know myself so much more about, like, what I like to do, what I'm passionate about, really mm-hmm. know who I am and love myself for who I am. And right. um, I don't like, I don't like that stereotype at all that you got to have somebody. I do not like that. Yeah, me neither. For me, it was like, I mentioned this in, in the episode, actually, that I didn't have a relationship, not even in high school. I just didn't want it. I didn't feel inclined to do it or like get into one because I knew I wasn't ready for it. Um, I think it's a getting in a relationship is a very complicated thing. It's very, you know, it can be complex if you're not um, happy with yourself. So that's one thing that we really emphasize throughout the whole episode is that you need to really get to know yourself, get to understand your flaws and really embrace them and work on yourself before you can really even get in a relationship because it's just going to make it worse for yourself and for that person and you're never really going to be able to grow and it's just going to like keep you down there yeah I think people are scared of themselves to be honest with you I think some people jump into a relationship and skip the whole part of knowing who they are and really knowing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) And knowing everything about them. And they think that getting into a relationship is going to fix and fill that void. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. And then that's where the whole like toxicness comes out, you know, because like they wanted this person to fill that void for you, but they couldn't. And like now they're mad. And, like, they don't know who they are. They don't know what they want and all this stuff. And it's also, like, if you get into a relationship and you don't fully know yourself, then you don't fully know what you deserve. Mm-hmm. And you're going to accept less than what you actually deserve. Right. And I think that's a big problem that we face now is a, people just want to be with somebody. People just want to, like, post on the gram and this and that, you know. But it's, like, Vacations. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really I'm really big on like first knowing who you are and knowing everything mm-hmm. about yourself first. Or else mm-hmm. you're gonna be afraid to be alone. Oh yeah. There's those people that just have to be in a relationship. They need somebody, they're dependent on somebody to make them happy. Mm-hmm. You can't depend on somebody to make you happy. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to make yourself happy first. Yeah. Love right. yourself first. Yeah. yeah, it's all about loving yourself, right? So mm-hmm. kind of to piggyback off of that, what do you guys think about just going into relationship with expectations, right? Like, what do you think about that? Because that is well, also toxic, right? Yes, I, I feel like it's important to note that there's a difference between having expectations and knowing what you deserve. Right. So I, that's the one thing I would like to emphasize. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, like, I would say I have pretty high standards, but in terms of expectations, like, like, I just, like, I know what I deserve, mm-hmm. like, I don't think, like, I think, expe- <sighs> this is a good question, like, expectations, um, I don't think all expectations are toxic, mm-hmm. there are some, but then there's mm-hmm. other ones, like, I don't know, like, I expect my 
my next person to like treat me well like to be honest with me there's like those small things that are just logical in a way yeah but then there's some if you're getting too picky about it then it's like whoa you know like he needs to be six five on the dot like he needs to weigh this much like Okay, that, that's that's pushing. That's it. too much. <laughs> I mean, some people have their 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 um, what's that? Their ideal boyfriend, girlfriend, how they look, how they dress, and okay. stuff like that. So yeah, I don't. Think I mean, we it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stay away from that. Um, I don't want to go into that room. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm be as neutral as possible, right? I love everybody. Um, so kind of moving on, right? So uh. How do you think, how is it important as Athenas and uh, Americans to fill that void in podcasting, trying to reach both the American community and the Latin American community? Because that's what I strive to do, right? I want to be able to, you know, relate to both of them, right? So how important is that as podcasters? Very important. I feel like when we started creating our podcast, we were like, we want to show who we are and being Latina, that's part of us. So we were trying to find ways that we can embed that into our podcast. And one of the ways was by our name Mm -hmm. and then, you know, mentioning things, doing, you know, episodes where we incorporate Spanish and talk about the Latin Hispanic community. It's just small things like that where you can obviously a lot of what we say does relate to, I guess you could call like the general public and then obviously a lot that the Hispanic Latinos can feel like they can relate to as well because it's us talking about it and expressing some things that they might have gone through as well. Yeah, and I feel like for us, like we always try to work on like always incorporating Spanish into our podcast. Yeah. We don't do the best job at it, but mm-hmm. we're trying. Hey, look, you guys are doing great. What are you talking about? I mean, I stumbled <laughs> upon it. I was like, oh, you guys are doing great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, other things, like we always try to bring who we are into everything that whether it's us being students or us being like uh podcasters in any in any aspect that we go into um we always try to bring our roots with us and mm-hmm. what you were talking about um about like bringing who we are and like talking about we always talk about our experiences yeah and all of our experiences is us like us being latinas and us mm-hmm. being hispanic and like living in a hispanic household like we just did an episode that's coming out um tomorrow about living in a hispanic household so oh, <laughs> oh man that's gonna be you know, funny i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna listen to it yeah you know i feel like the beauty about it though is that even though we are talking specifically about you know us being latina and that experience being with us being latinos people from other cultures can still relate to it in some way and that's what i love about it because you can still find similarities you can be like oh yeah, this happens to me too. Okay, I'm gonna keep listening. Like, I want to learn. You know. Yeah, it's you. Make you guys are relatable at that point, right? Yeah. You relate into different people, different homes. I feel like everybody has that mom that's annoying, that's always on <laughs> you. You have your dad that's overprotective. Your brothers that little brothers that are annoying, older brothers that are obnoxious. You know, you 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 kind of deal with all of that in a in a Latino home. So that would be a definitely interesting episode, guys. Tune in to that. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna definitely tune in. It drops tomorrow, right? Yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? All right, so I'm 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 tuning. I'm tuning in. Ooh, six p.m. is a good time. Okay, yeah. good. All right. So now moving on. So like, so like I I you know obviously during this whole coronavirus thing, you've been dealing. You've been seeing. We've been seeing a lot of things in the in the media. A lot of 
ugliness coming out of that stuff as far as like, you know, racial tensions, divide, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, Trump with the wall. And, um, you know, how do you feel? How, do you feel like has it made, you know, has it really affected us as Latinos? Like from your from your perspective, from your, I mean, being that you guys are on the West Coast, right? And, you know, you're you're like, you would see more of like that border talk on that side than over here because I'm far away from the border. But, you know, just like dealing with that stuff and, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and um, just like the racial census, how do you feel like us as Latino, how do you feel like it's affected us? Um, and how do you think we can like kind of help and be more seen in that, right? Because I feel like we're, we're, we're not as we're, as we're supposed to be, right? Yeah, I feel like it definitely affects everyone and everyone mm -hmm. should care about it. So I feel like we need to be united with everyone. I don't, yeah. I don't like seeing these divisions. I don't like seeing this injustice and I know no one likes seeing it too. Mm -hmm. So why don't we unite and make something beautiful out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of like a good quote that I stumbled upon during this whole like Black Lives Matter movement is from Martin Luther King. He was like, injustice um, anywhere is um, a threat to justice everywhere. Right. Which I think super important because I feel like any like anybody that has a platform like you and me, we should definitely be talking about Black Lives Matter movement, everything that's going on, all the racism that's been going on, which is crazy. Um, but I feel like us, that we have voices and we're able to, like, reach a lot a lot of people, like, we should definitely be talking about this mm -hmm. and talking about how, um, and letting people, like, learn from us, I guess, in the sense of, like, how we can contribute to helping mm -hmm. the injustice stop because we've been to protests we've donated we've talked about it our very first episode was about black lives matter because it yep, was in the midst it was. it was in the midst of the whole black lives matter yeah. movement so like we were like when we were sitting down like oh what's going to be our first episode it was a no-brainer that we had to talk about this mm -hmm. it really right, was I'm, and sorry go ahead no, no no i'm listening i'm listening i was just yeah hey, guy you got it <laughs> <laughs> no we were very excited because we just know that even if there's people listening who don't agree with what we're saying, maybe we can give them that knowledge that might sway how they think and be right. like, oh, I should be caring about this. Oh, I should be doing something to help. So that was kind of our goal as well, doing mm -hmm. all of this. Yeah, I find it very infuriating that you see a lot of these celebrities with big platforms and they're not talking about it. It's like, like what? Like, how are you not talking about something that affects people that support you? You know what I mean? Like, they don't do anything. Like, and it, it's insane because then that's kind of like a waste of a platform. It's like, why the fuck do you have a platform if you're not going to talk about shit that's affecting people that are living and that support you as well? Right. Oh, you're absolutely right. I, I, I agree with you. That's why I feel like we as Latinos have to hold our Latino brethren accountable, right? Like, why are you guys oh, yeah. not speaking about this? Why are you guys are not speaking about this? You guys, you know, you thrive off of the off of the culture, right? Whenever any big time Latin artists come here, they, the first people they come to are, you know, the people in the African-American community, right? So they want to go to Drake. They want to go to 50 Cent. They want to go to all these other yeah. people. So it's like, you know, you want the culture. You want to 
bring that stuff together. But you know, in times of need, you have to also keep that same energy, right? Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 the important part, right? So, so like I, I also was gonna touch on like you guys' feelings. Like, why do you think? So I want to talk about the media, right? I have like a big issue with the Hispanic media, right? And one of my biggest gripes with them is the fact that they show coverage on the unimportant stuff instead of showing the coverage like the kids in cages, you know, at the border, right? The kid, uh, these, the mothers that are literally getting um, hysterectomies and stuff like that. So they're not able to reproduce, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or have children. Like I have a serious issue with the, the, the media, right? So I would also turn that into why do you think there's like, can you guys touch on the, the racism and colorism within the Latin community and how big that is? Like as far even with my cheese more, like all that stuff is intertwined in like a lot of the bad qualities that we do have. Well, I do know that the media they only show you what they want you to see, right. what they want you to be talking about, what they want you to share, mm-hmm. and it's sad. It's I agree with you. It's it's horrible that there there's not enough coverage, not even in the Latino um, media, not even in the American media. They don't talk about this stuff because they don't want you to know about it Mm -hmm. you know it's it's all really messed up it's all very it's just ugly you know they're trying to do these things all under the covers but it's it's just sad that no more people are talking about it because yeah I don't know if you noticed but like at the beginning of um obviously what happened with George Floyd like there was big Mm -hmm. media coverage on all the protests and all that but then a couple months it started to die down a little bit mm-hmm. and die mm-hmm. down more and then like on your feed like you wouldn't see it anymore but then you like you would see on other places that protests are still happening as we speak right now there's one so, right now on 14th street and at right large now. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy because like why aren't we hearing about this anymore um so i definitely think that it it goes back to the whole thing about what we were talking about about the division. I think that the government wants us to be divided because divided, they can control us better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we're united, you can't really control us. So mm-hmm. I feel like they want us to not be together. They want us to like, I guess, like, um, not, um, what I'm trying to, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to come across, but uh, what I was saying is like, they are, like, they don't like us being, United. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they just don't want you guys to, I feel like divided, 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 united we stand, divided they fall, right? So yeah. it's, it's that's the whole mentality, right? So can you guys speak about like the whole, because I feel like racism and colorism kind of divides us as well, right? It's like you have, mm-hmm. you have like, oh, you know, if I'm like, if you're a certain color, oh, Blanco, you got European, uh, 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 heritage or whatever the case may be, right? Like, first of all, I'm gonna be honest with you, I really don't like the way the Spanish speak. I feel like they don't speak the best Spanish. I I, I don't think so. Like between between the the Galicia and uh you know Barcelona and with the tongue and shit, like ah that's cool. Like I'm good with that. Like you can like it's too much like you know in Santo Domingo nosotros hablamos castellano. That's the way we speak. So um exactly so it's like you know it's 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 um it's different, right? So how do you feel like about that the racial divide, the colorism in the Latin community. How do you, what, what's your take on that? Because I feel like it's a big issue then and it still is now. It is. And actually one thing that I've noticed in the Hispanic Latino communities um, with the separation of, you know, colorism and all this, they actually, 
and now I'm sure you've noticed this too, but Hispanic Latino populations, they copy a lot of what the United States does. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot. And so I don't know if that's one of the things they've acquired. Like they're mm-hmm. like, oh, these people, they're at the top. They're better. These don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen that a lot, that they copy a lot of what's done here. I don't know why, yeah. but I feel like that might contribute to that. Yeah, I think like in terms of racism, like me as Mexican, like I got no problem saying that Mexicans are racist. Some of them can be a lot of, like they're racist as fuck. Like, I, I'm, I mean, I'm hella open. So like my parents have said some shit before. That was not okay. And mm-hmm. me being, like, I obviously have to say something. I'm not going to sit there and like bite my tongue, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like in their like traditional like ways, racism does tie into that as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the whole thing with like coloredism i feel like um hispanic with like darker skin colors they face more discrimination than others Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to ask you like what has been your experiences with discrimination uh as far as like me so um it's it's so you get i get um oh you're not dominican you're uh haitian or you're whatever i mean i do have haitian roots too right because it was before dominican republic there was haiti so i mean i gotta be honest with you i may have may not i don't know right but at the end of the day it's like you get the you get that spiel right then you get um i get uh oh but you don't you don't look hispanic i'm like but what does oh you don't look dominican i'm like but what does a dominican look like we're a mixed people right i mean slave slavery right you had black you had white you had indian you know what i mean and you had los mestizos you had lo indio claro indio kuru and it's just like especially in the dominican republic it's just you have a history of just you know if you were white passing you were better if you were indian looking or whatever the case may be you were just a little bit better you were just a little bit better than the people that were black or had more african uh, uh ancestry right so um you know i even have a problem with the whole like you know defining myself Afro-Latino, I just want to be Latino. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel like, why do I have to have a subdivide of a subdivision of a subdivision? Like, I feel like, no, we're just one people. We all we're, yeah. we all come from this one thing that is like a melting pot of different way people speak, different food, different culture, right? We have mm-hmm. different dialects. I mean, I, Dominicans probably speak, way, we not probably, we definitely do speak a lot different than, let's say, a, a Mexican or, or uh, uh, Uruguayo, it's very different, right? It's very different from the way we speak. So it's like, but well, we understand that we all speak Spanish. So I feel like that's what brings us together. And I'm just all about everybody being together. But I do face a lot of that stuff because it's like no one really, you know, especially here, like my mom would tell me like when she came to this country, when she came here, it was just like nobody knew what a Dominican was, right? It was either you're Mexican or white or black. That's it, right? Then you, then people like if you go like to certain parts of the country like New York or Florida, and it'd be like, oh, okay, you might be Cuban, or you might be Puerto Rican, yeah. right? And I'm like, no, I'm neither. Like I don't like Dominicans. We don't even get a, you know, like on the census thing when it says like Hispanic, they say, oh, so are you Hispanic? Are you from like Mexican, Cuban, uh, Caribbean, uh, South American, Central American, right? We don't even get like a, we don't even like so a Dominican doesn't count, right? Like I'm like, like what? <laughs> What is that? You know, but it is what it is, right? Um, you would think Romero made strides, right? But I guess not. We gotta we gotta get a bigger <laughs> artist, I guess. But um, but yeah, those are the kind of like the 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 stereotypes and discrimination that I face. It's always constantly like you're not 
it's like, especially going to New York, it's like, you know, with Dominicans, it's like, oh, why are you, why are you, why are you chilling with the black dudes? It's because I like basketball, man. I like football, man. I don't like baseball, man. Like, oh, I don't like hicked out music or, you know, stuff like that. Like, hey, those are the things, right? Because you try to, you know, please both. And sometimes you don't always mm-hmm. win. You always win. So um, those are the type of stuff that I had to deal with growing up. But I mean, I love my culture, man. I love it. You know, I can't lie, you know. As you so yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, so now we're gonna get into the fun stuff, right? So, um, usually <laughs> when I have when I have the when I have my guests here, right, I try to like you know give some light questions, either yes or no, and stuff like that. And I know you guys are both from Central and uh, South American countries and stuff like that. So I wanted to, I dug into the crates of what I know about certain countries down there. So I wanted to ask <laughs> a few questions and see what you guys thought, right? So first of all, I know this is gonna be a very, very, very uh how can i put it very tough subject to touch on because it's it's a little sensitive but i'll, I'll ask anyway who do you think what country what people you think speaks the best spanish Colombianos. Oh, yeah, so Whoa, we, I see, love how Colombianos speak oh my god right? it sounds like it's almost like they sí, yeah like oh my god like Yo, I'm telling you, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna be going there in November for my birthday. So really? yes, can't wait. Yes, yes, That's yes. That's exciting. It, yes, it was, it was a cheap trip, man. Uh, corona, thank God, thank you for Corona. <laughs> Where um, are you going? Uh, I'm going to Medellin. 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 You know the 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 land of uh forever, uh eternal primavera, something like that or whatever. I think uh-huh. that's what you say. So it's supposed to be really, really nice. And um, you know, the woman I heard is extra. <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah. Um, so the second question is, uh, if you had to choose between, right? So I don't know if I, I'm, I, it depends on what you guys say. So, right. Between Juan Gabriel or Jose Jose. We, we're um, actually not on the same page. Same page so. I like Jose oh, Jose. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Lorena on that one. Cause Juan Gabriel <laughs> is that dude, man. I don't know, I know man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's that joint, right? Come on. You pray, man. All the novelas, all the fire novelas was from him, man. Jose Jose is good, though. Uh-huh. Jose is good, though. I like him. All right. So <laughs> if you had to, if you had to fuck, marry, or kill, William Levy, Jose Feliciano, and Drake, you have to either, you have to either fuck, marry, or kill one of those guys. You want to go first oh, with me? Man. I'll be honest with you. I had to look up who Jose was. Jose Feliciano? What? Yeah. Jose Feliciano? What? Oh man, your mother is probably gonna come in with a correa right now. Like, how dare you? Like, you don't know who Jose Feliciano is. Come on, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. I know, you know I looked it up and I was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't know the name. Huh? Got you, got you. If I had to choose, I'm sorry, Jose, but I had to kill you since I didn't know who you were. Okay, cool. So, I'm gonna have to kill him, mom. All right. Oh, you have to put William Levy with Drake? Why? <laughs> That's funny. Well, you, um, get to, you get to either have sex with or marry one of them. So it's a win-win. I'd marry William Levy and then I fuck Drake. We're right. the same. God, <laughs> see? There you go. There you go. You're good to go. Um, same thing. So, um, right. All right. So your fave, your fave Hispanic or Latin country to visit or your fave place to visit doesn't have to be Latin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to much Hispanic places, to be honest with you. Mm. I would love to go visit the Caribbean. Definitely go. It's, it's, it'll be a I want to go. I go think it's Punta beautiful. Cana. They got some, mm. Mm. they got bomb food too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what's what's the national dish? It's, it's Paraguay, right? Uruguay. Uh-huh. Paraguay. All right, so Paraguay. What's the national dish in, in Paraguay? I, I never knew. I never knew what it was. National dish. Like you know, you have like a national thing. Like if you go like to Colombia, it's like when they have paisa. If you go to Medellin, Medellin uh, we have right? a lot. Honestly, I chipa, which is like a, a bread. I chipa mm-hmm. wasu, sopa, mm-hmm. eh, milanesa con puré, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like um, empanadas. Mm, that's um, good too. There's a lot. Pasta frola. Okay, okay. There's okay, a okay. lot of food, honestly. <laughs> okay, what about what about what about in Mexico, Lorena? Oh, we got tacos, birria, tamales, pozole, enchiladas, quesadillas. Oh yeah, quesadillas. <laughs> they want flautas. Flautas. Oh, flautas are good. Flautas are good. Flautas are good. Flautas are definitely bomb. Mole. Like chile, like. I mean, the nah, list goes on and on. Nah, you guys, you guys, you guys are internationally known. I ain't gonna lie. Bro. Yeah. Um. So if you had to choose between uh, arepa or toma- tamales, which you, which you doing? Which which one's better? You know, I actually, I've had arepas, but mm-hmm. not like bomb ones yet. Okay. So you going with tamales? Yeah, because I just haven't had enough of arepa. Oh uh, man, if you ever in New York, man, got you some dope arepas. <laughs> I got you. I got you, man. If you're ever in New York. I got to go with tamales. My mom makes some bomb-ass ones. All right, man. I got to try those. I got to try those on my trip to LA, <laughs> um, to California. So, all right. So, my fave novella, right, is of all time. Oh, man. Which one is my favorite? I don't know. I may, I may be showing my age here, right? So, uh, it was called Corazon Salvaje, right? That was, like, my favorite, oh, favorite one. And then my other one was... um. Damn, it would have to have been. Uh, I would have to say El Capo. That was my El joint. Capo, that's a good yeah. one. That was that was my joint. That was my, that was I ain't gonna lie. So what what are your favorite novellas? All time favorite novellas. My my favorite one so far is Corazón Indomable. Okay. That one. I gotta just, check that one out. I have a couple more. Um, La Reina del Sur. Soy tu dueña. Teresa, oh my God, Teresa. I have so many. Anything with Sebastián. Oh my God. I love lo que la vida me robó. Amores verdaderos. El Señor de los Cielos. Oh, that was that was good. That was good. I was watching on Netflix earlier before I got got on here. That, that's dope. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, yeah there's a uh, lot. Um, no, no, novelas. I feel like novelas were like a staple in a Hispanic home. Oh yeah. If your oh, mom sure, wasn't watching sure. novelas, I don't know what she was doing. She was either, I she was either complaining or cooking. Mom. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I, yo, listen, I was watching with my mom all the time. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I feel like some of the some of the best music comes from like novella. The, yeah, um, <laughs> true. That was definitely the truth, right? So, so basically, so like, I, I one of the other questions I was gonna ask you, like, your traditional Hispanic food that you hate. Right. So in the mega we have like a traditional dish called like habichuela con dulce. I'm not a big fan of habichuela con dulce. Like that's not really my thing. Right. I, I'm more of there's something called maica kiao, which is like um, it's like a, it's like como like a, a oatmeal. And you put like it's it's made with canela and they have corn in it and stuff like that. It's mad good. It's like an avena almost, but with corn. Like if I could if, if I explain it the best way and it's like delicious. So like can you name a traditional dish from your country that 
you hate that like it's like disgust. even a food, a Spanish food that you like, nah, I ain't doing it. I don't want to, I want to eat it. All right, the first one like comes to mind. Anything Igabo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. In any way you prepare it, it's just bad. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just it's terrible. That one in the number two for me is menudo. menudo. I don't like menudo at all. It's okay. like it's kind of like how would I describe it? It's like con patas and like it's a mm-hmm. it's like a type of like a like a sopa kind of. Okay. Like a sancocho, but with like chicken feet or something like that? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't like that one at all either. No, no, no. Yeah, like like a typical food from my country. I haven't tasted anything I didn't like. Ooh, However, I don't I don't like organs. You don't like don't, you don't like no organs. Don't give a no I haven't ega, tried no. any good organs. No, you okay. got no hell no. No tripa, um, no none of that stuff. No. <laughs> I haven't even tried lengua yet, but I'm not Oh my god, oh my god, lengua the de vaca, oh my god. Lengua. I don't like I don't, it. I don't, mm, nah, it's, it's, I don't want no feet. No tongue, no, no eyeballs. I'm sorry, but no heart either. No intestines? Yeah. No nope. intestines? Yeah, Hicks, yeah, that's, no. that's a big, that's a big thing. Um, There's this one chorizo, it's called uh, morcilla. Morcilla? Like you know that. what's funny? That morcilla is very, people eat that. People, a lot of Dominican people eat that. Like, just to let you know, they eat mozzarella, and that shit is disgusting. Like, I hate it. It, it's like it still has like I'm the blood sorry. in it and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, oh, no, it's not, it's not good. It's definitely not my cup of tea, right? So, <laughs> so Lorena, I'm gonna ask you this specifically, right? Why do you yes. think Americans think in the Mexican Independence Day is Cinco de Mayo? Oh man, like, okay. like isn't that like the day of Puebla or something like that, right? Let me brace myself for this one. <laughs> um, so a lot of people think like that Cinco de Mayo is Mexico is Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's not. It was the the Battle of Puebla. Mm-hmm. It's because because we, we won that, so that's mm-hmm. why people celebrated. I don't know who confused people and made them think that was our independence. But no, Mexico's Independence Day is September sixteenth. And then Cinco de Mayo is because we won the, the guerra. So mm-hmm. that's why we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Because mm-hmm. we we won that. Not because we gained yeah. independence. So people get that yeah. confused. I don't know why. It's just like a big American holiday. Like, oh, it's just a day yeah. to just drink. I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. So this one's for Natasha specifically, right? So what would happen if you were on a on an elevator, right? With someone from Uruguay? Because I know you guys have like a little like, eh, like you, know, you know, it's almost like it's almost like Dominicans and Puerto Ricans almost, right? We we love and hate each other almost, right? But like, mm-hmm. don't ever compare us. No, don't ever compare us. So what would that look like? You know, that's funny because I actually feel that way more towards los Argentinos. Oh, really? Okay. They're but, the petty but, ones, just snobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I'm sorry, that, but yeah. they are like I've spoken to so many gente de Argentina, and they're just like snobby okay Snooty. stuck up yeah they think like they're the best and they'll try to make you feel like shit for no reason so yeah <laughs> nope you know what's funny is that like i was actually having a conversation with my uncle about it for a long time argentina was like the staple of what a hispanic country would get, was supposed to be as far as like mm-hmm. economically right so like until like they had the stuff with uh like he says it la vaca loca where all the all the all the their meat was they they would the cows were dying I don't know if you remember it's like 2006 and the economy fell 
And yeah. you know, that's that's why they had like that uh I guess that um ese aire de superioridad. Like it was mm-hmm. like, that's that's what it was, but you know, it's cool. Like, you know, everybody has their high time and low times, you know, bajale mm-hmm. low, you know what I mean? Just relax, you good, right? So um <laughs> um so the last question is um if you had if you had to have one well, if you had one day to have dinner with any celebrity living or dead, who would it be? Where would you go? And what would you be eating and drinking? All right. I got a good one. Bad Bunny. Benito Ocasio Martinez. I would definitely Ooh. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely love, love, love to have dinner with him. Um, did you did you uh, know about the concert that was going on? Um, no, I didn't. So, uh, my sister no. called me. She was like, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know about it when it was happening. Oh. Right. Cause it was yeah. it Sunday, right? It was Sunday. Yes. I think Sunday. it was, it was Sunday. Uh, usually I, 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 you know, get up with my boys and I'm just like, yo, we're, we're going to go watch football. Cause I'm in this fantasy mm-hmm. football league. So yeah. my, my sister called me. She's like, yo, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Cause I, I'm in Harlem <laughs> and stuff like that. And he was literally passing Broadway and I'm just, he's like, yeah. She's like, yo, man, bunny. And she took the and he turned the foot. I was like, nah, you lying. Um, and this dude oh is just my like, gosh. And he was literally passing like my block, playing like one of my favorite joints, uh 25 Ocho. That's my, no my favorite. That's my favorite joint off that album. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's my joint. And he was playing that. So it was, it was, it was crazy that I wasn't home to kind of see that. I was somewhere else. Crazy. But yeah, no, I, I love him. He's my all-time favorite artist. Like, not even artist, just person. Like, he's all about the people. Mm-hmm. I love, 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 love him. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I love his music. I love how he carries himself, how he talks about important ass issues that are going on, not just in mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, but all over mm-hmm. the place and everything happening with um, Hispanics. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, I think he's just uh, amazing. I think he really, like, redefined, like, Latin trap music and with bringing the Nueva Religion over mm-hmm. here as well. But yeah, I love, love, love him. I feel like he kind of embodies what like a celebrity should be like, like what they should right. do with the platform they have and all that. Oh, yeah. he's, our, oh. he's our inspiration for our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was a, that's a dope inspiration. That's dope inspiration. <laughs> yeah. So. In terms of like what we'd be eating, I'd probably cook for him, honestly. <laughs> she would definitely mm. cook for him. She's <laughs> like, no, venga para la casa. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I probably cook some enchilada just because that's like my favorite dish to cook. So I probably mm-hmm. cook out some enchilada. Mm-hmm. All right. You so know, you for... guys... no, no, I'm oh. listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like for me, I, I was having a hard time with this one because I don't really have like like a celebrity I would be so psyched to go have a dinner with, and the only mm-hmm. thing that I could think of was like historical figures which is kind of boring but like minor yeah so <laughs> i uh-huh. think it's cool i was like i would love to hang out with cleopatra and see how wow, she wow that that was that's no I, that's interesting so you chose <laughs> an african queen to chill with that's dope egyptian queen that's dope i just i love history i want to know like why they made the decisions they made, how they would like, how they lived, what they would do. I don't know. I'm just into that. So I would like to hit her up, <laughs> but she did. So. <laughs> so then, so then what would you be eating? We would like, be eating my favorite food. Cause I don't okay. know what she would eat. So. Yeah. Like I'm on the, how would I look, right? You're like, what were they eating in ancient, ancient we Egypt? Would. Like alligator from the Nile or something like that? Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, mm, we're going to go with Milanesa and puré de papa. 
So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to eat. Puré de papa is always a go-to, man. Can't go wrong yeah, with a potato. That's my favorite. What about you? Uh, who, would you? Who would you want to have been away? Oh, man. Um, I feel like there's so much people and it's hard for me to kind of pinpoint one person. But I would probably say... Hmm. Uh, probably Jose Francisco Peña Gomez. Uh, he was um a leader in uh the American Republic. He was part of the Partido um PRD, and um he was big on you know just uniting the country. And he had el tenía como un nacionalismo that like they don't have anymore. You know, like he was one of the mm-hmm. still one of those great people. And um you know they the reason why he never became president was because you know his his parentage right not his. Well, his biological parents were Haitian. And, um, you know, as oh, far okay. as he rose, as far as he rose in the politics, you know, because of, you know, colorism and racism, he was never president. But he was, like, the best thing ever, right? Like, um, as far as, like, what he wanted for the country, like, you know, he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was a communist, but he was a socialist. He wanted social reform, and um, I was big on that. Like, like you, uh uh, I, I I'm a big uh, history buff, so I read a lot. Uh, I'm always in my head. That's cool. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'll probably I'll probably have dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a heavy one, right? Uh, I think I'll cry on that one. And what we would eat? I don't know. I think we'll probably be sitting back uh, eating probably like some arroz con habichuela and some platanos and uh, some maybe some chicken and steak and uh, maybe a couple throw back a couple presidentes and you know, just have a dope. <laughs> Have Sounds a dope, like a have a, yeah, like just a dope conversation. It could be in my house, my backyard, his house. It don't matter. Like we could go to DR. I'd rather we be in DR to be honest. Nah, yeah, it's it would be nicer. But um, yeah, that's how probably I would uh want to you know, you know, have dinner with, have a dope conversation. That's cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like uh, any any questions for me? Um, you know, um, how's the podcast going? How's um. How's everything going with that? Like, uh, you know, are you guys making headway? Do you feel like you're reaching your targeted audience? You know? You know, I did have one question, actually. It would be, you know, because we're still a very young podcast. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to new upcoming podcasters? Like, what what would you tell them? So, um, uh, kind of the reason why I started my podcast was because one, I didn't, I'm a teacher in uh, uh, elementary school, and I was just like, I love children, but yeah, it's really not for me anymore. Um, You know, I'm in my 30s. I'm just like, yo, you know what? Yeah, no, I don't want to do this anymore because I feel like it's, I'm not able to do, have the freedom that I want. So I feel mm-hmm. like financial freedom and ownership and understanding the importance of, um, you know, just, you know, understanding what what's, how to, you know, get money you know what I mean like I feel like we don't we as Latinos we don't our parents are like oh vete pa la escuela graduate get a family what do I do after that mom (laughs) what do I do after that there was no information on how do I how do I get the things that I want right because I just don't want to go to school and then work for the rest of my life right so I feel like if I'm able to you know even if I'm able to change five percent of the population or not even population five percent of the people of my viewers their way of thinking i feel like i've accomplished it way so um i'm like you i'm a, I'm a new podcast um but i started on ig first right um i started just you know looking at different entrepreneurs and people that i knew 
Um, I had a, I have a somewhat of a network of people that I know that are, you know, doing their thing in their respective fields of business. So I wanted to, you know, display them and talk to people that if they can do it, anybody can do it, right? Because I actually know these people and they've taken the risk, right? We're traditionally, we're not risk takers. And that's what I want to change, right? I want us to be understanding the higher the risk, the greater the reward, right? We can't, you don't want to be conformist. Don't be, don't conform yeah. to what you think society is, wants you to be or what your parents want you to be. Do what you feel. Live to your highest potential, right? I, I, I'll give you a quote from your your, your fellow Californian, right? Uh, uh, find your purpose or you're wasting there, right? That's what Nip said, right? Just find your purpose. And I feel like that was that was the first, the the, the thing that stood out to me. And then um, just for new podcasters, authenticity, right? Be authentic. Yeah. Be real. Um, you know, I feel like when you do collaborations like we're doing now, you know, you then, you know, whatever viewers you have, whatever viewers I have now, they, they're privy to me, they're privy to you. And then like, you know, they, they hear, they hear this dope conversation and now they follow us on our journey. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to, initially I just wanted to do visual, right. I didn't want to do um, both sonically and, and visual, but the way that you're able to kind of like just attack different markets, both ways, both on YouTube, right. Because YouTube, it takes time, right. Like, but you just got to keep being consistent, right? That's why I was just like, damn, why'd you got to stop doing the YouTube, man? Keep doing it. You know, like, just keep doing it. Keep yeah. putting it out. Somebody's going to see it. Use your hashtags. Don't, God, no, do not do any freaking stupid ads. Those are stupid. Don't do it. You're not going to ever reach a target audience. You're just going to be spam and it's annoying. Like, you're just going to do what I do. Click, skip ads. That's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So you try to go, try to be as authentic and grow organically as much as possible. Um, you know, me, I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I was in the music thing before, so I was just into like, how can I say it? Um, I was just like, yo, I need to get all this equipment, and that was the biggest mistake that I ever did, right? So I was like, I need lights, I need all these mics, I need a new computer, I need that, and I was just like, all right, so yeah, that goes eight grand, and uh, you know, when I'm seeing people doing the same thing I'm doing for 120 dollars, you know what I mean? So it's just you know, going through it's a growing pains, but just stick to it. That's what I say. Like, just keep grinding, keep going. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna. Like, podcasting is new, right? And we're fortunate enough to be the people that are jumping on the wave now, right? So we're ahead of the curve. So you know, you want to make your podcast and and your podcast set out because one, the name, two, Latina women, right? You had um dope conversations about real shit that women go through, especially Latina women. Right. You talk about discrimination, stereotypes and stuff like that. Things you guys go through relationship, toxicity, um, being single, finding yourself, knowing yourself, um, personal development. Those are all the stuff that I, I, I pride myself on talking about in my in my podcast. So that's what I feel like, you know, I gravitated to you guys. Right. Because it, it was authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say just be authentic. Just be real. Right. Don't be fake because people are going to know it, you know. Um, yeah. You know, and just and just and just and just go with the flow, man. Just keep putting the content out here. You guys, you guys are like, what? This is going to be episode 16, 17, something like that. Seven. Mm. Yeah. I 16? think it's sixteen. Come on, if I know more about your podcast more than you guys, that's that's crazy. That's just mean I've been doing my homework. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But no, just be authentic, man. I, I think that's the best way to go. Right. That's true. I agree with that. You know, but um, but yeah, man, I I I appreciate you guys for being on here with me, man. It was it's a dope conversation. I felt like it flowed, 
you guys didn't seem nervous at first. You was just like, uh, I was trying to get the mics going, but you know, we're gonna just go with it. Nah, it went well. Everything's recorded. Um, you know, I appreciate you guys. This is part of the the this five series that I'm doing on just Latinos and people of color doing their thing, and I'm just just glad that I was able to get you guys on here because this is something unique. Two Latina women yeah. in Cali on podcast and doing their thing. So I appreciate you. Uh, Lorena and Natasha, uh, I'll be getting on with you soon, right? Soon, sometime in the near future, I'll hop yeah, on with you guys and, and, and talk and talk my shit and stuff like that with you guys. <laughs> all right. But yes, I'll I'll see I'll see you guys and um all the best to you on, on your podcast and on your journey. All right. Likewise. Thank you so much for having us. It was an honor and all the best to you. All right, same guys, same guys. All right, be you be safe. Se me cuide. All right. Igualmente. All right, bye. No problem. Bye. Let me stop this recording.